Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 124 of the Scallion Pancake Podcast. I'm Jason Ackerman. And I'm Yvonne Ackerman. Oh, ladies first. Oh, and I'm <laughs> Allie Papajohn. I'm Rob Clement. Oh. This is the hottest studio we've ever had. We've got two guests. Two Oral guests. Market. We have your mom's donuts, Lincoln's haberdashery. There's coffee, there's sandwiches, there's desserts. It's time. There's a broken uh, Louisiana purchase cookie. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. It, it's really as if when we purchased it from France, we just left off of, you know, the Dakotas, which we probably should have done. Yeah, we didn't need the Dakotas. <laughs> no, that cookie was too hot. It broke under the strength of its own beauty. So we're here today to, to have a candid conversation about the Charlotte food scene. There's been a lot of things going on, and we just want to talk about how we made the food scene better. So I think we should start first. Allie, everyone knows that you do eat, drink, CLT. But talk about... Actually, sidebar, I want to say that I think a lot of people think that you're a lot of people. Like, that I think... it's true. Like, even a friend of mine who I think sees you, like, hanging out with us on the account, like, she sent something the other day and she was like, yeah, the people at Eat, Drink, CLT, they oh. posted about it. And I'm like, it's not a they. It's one. <laughs> it's so, just one lady. So I think you have like this image of being like, yeah, like some so kind why of don't conglomeration. Because like, not only you do that, but you you write sometimes for the agenda. Tell us what else you do. Well, first to the the they thing. I do get that a lot. Yeah. I get like a hey, y'all, or yeah. like in my in messages, or I have, I have something in my inbox right now that said, one would love to have y'all out at this event. And I'm like, oh, no, that's cool. It's just me. Um, so, yeah, I do run Eat, Drink, CLT by myself. Obviously, um, a lot of help on the outside, but all of the account is run by me, and all the eating is done by me and all that good stuff. Um, but, yeah, I do, I do some freelance writing. So I've been writing – um, for the agenda on and off for about four years, but it's been a couple months since I've done that. I do some scoop Charlotte writing. Um, I write a weekly Charlotte article for Springer Mountain Farms Chicken. Um, I do a Piedmont Culinary Guild profile piece twice or two or three times a year. So just a couple things that trickle in. That's you a know. lot. I didn't realize you were doing the weekly Springer Mountain Chicken oh, yeah. stuff. I've been doing that Still, for a year yeah. now. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a really time consuming. <laughs> it is time consuming. Last week I was late on my, my due date. So well, that's a lot. But, and, yeah. and you have a full-time job. I do. Which is working at Bojangles. Marketing at Bojangles. Yeah. So you're just a little busy. Just so a little so the idea that you're like a full-time business over there at Eat, Drink, CLT is, you know, pretty funny considering all the different hats you wear and the fact that it's just you. Yeah. And why don't, talk about why you started Eat, Drink, CLT and what your, what's your goal with uh, doing the Instagram and doing all your writing? Yeah. So I started it for fun, just somewhere to post food photos because I've always been super interested in food and love food and honestly like taking pictures too. So it just kind of seemed like a natural fit um, ooh, a little over five years ago. Um, and then when I realized people started caring and following and paying attention, um, I really started to get more frequent, frequent with it. And then maybe two years in, someone DM'd me and asked me to come into the restaurant. So um, it was kind of just a natural progression of um, – accepting invitations and showing um, different businesses and restaurants in Charlotte to um, changing to more of a monetary style where I might make some money off certain things and kind of like turn it into a small business without really being a business. Um, so right now it's really um, a resource for people in Charlotte who want to find something good to eat or drink um, in the city. And 
it's what I like. So if I like something and I eat it and I take a picture of it and want to share it, that's what I do. If I don't like something and don't want to vouch for it or stand behind it, I'm not going to share it. So that's kind of the way it works right now. So how have you dealt with that when places ask you to come in and you end up not liking it? Because that's something that we're still struggling with, I think, too. Yeah, it's been, um, luckily when we go, when I go in places, I'm typically trying more than one thing, which is helpful because if there was something that wasn't great, maybe I can avoid talking about that, but talk about um, how good the burger was or, or whatever it may be. And I'm not trying to, by doing that, I don't try to hide anything. It's just my platform hasn't ever been about um, the negative side. And it's, and it's not that I'm hiding all these negative experiences. I almost think that I don't have that many to share um, anyway. Like I've typically have pretty good experiences at restaurants. I don't know if that's just me being extra, extra, not picky and loving everything. I don't really know what it is, but um, I do stand behind what I post and make sure that I'm not misleading people in any way when I give my opinions on stuff. So basically the goal is to be a resource and then all your, also you're spending all of this time. So maybe make a little money. Yeah, for too, sure. Right? I realized like it was you're... just sucking up time and, and I wanted to keep doing it and I love cause it's fun and I enjoy it. But it also is, I literally call it a, um, I call it a full-time hobby Yeah, because it's not a job, but yeah. it's also not just like something I'm doing once a week. It's like pretty much every night after work or on lunch breaks or on weekends or whatever. How so. many hours would you say you spend a week? Oh God. Probably between being on Instagram, posting and going to places, probably like 15 to 20. I don't know. At least. At least. Because the events themselves events and having to engage with other yeah. friends on probably there. Probably 20 to 25 <laughs> if yeah. I think about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. But it's fun. I love it. Okay, Rob, chef of the Porter's house. We didn't uh, introduce you correctly. No worries. <laughs> you got you to gotta talk into the mic. Sorry, no worries. Okay, there we go. Um Okay, when you, so you didn't grow up here. No, I didn't. I grew up in Florida. Um, I guess I'm still a relative newbie to the Charlotte food scene. So when, as a chef, Mm -hmm. what, what are you looking for, for people, influencers or Instagram people? Um, What are you looking for, for them? Well, you guys haven't what really are had your an event, right? Have you at the Porter's house? I've, so in my time there, we haven't. I believe there was an event early on. I could be mistaken. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a part of Rare Roots. I wasn't when I wasn't even in Charlotte when the Porter's house opened. I was in New Orleans. So um, I don't. I don't think we're a good necessarily indication of the restaurants that use social media as much because of where we are our demographic generally doesn't really you're in Valentine. yeah older. i mean we're in like waverly it's it's, it's a different families, yeah it's, it's not stunt, the instagram yeah. like crowd we do get some of that but like i think our food looks really good and i look on instagram i don't see many pictures of it I mean, that could be the lighting in our restaurant. It could be a lot of things. Like, it is what it is. I don't really care. I mean, I don't make food for pictures. I mean, yeah, we take pictures of the food when we think a dish looks cool or when it, it looks like we, we're proud of what we're putting on a plate. But, like, I'd rather it taste good. <laughs> I mean, so 
that's my thing. I mean, from influencers, from all three of you guys, when you've come in and eaten, I cared more about the stuff you told me about the food and like how it tasted more than anything. It's just people who eat out a lot. They have a good perspective on what good food is. So if, if you guys think it's good food, that makes me happy. That's really all I care about. Um, yeah, we give you like, we make sure if I know it's you, we make sure it's good, but like we try to do that for everybody. So I think when people get upset that people want to tell about people who are doing a good job, like you guys want to tell about a, a restaurant that's doing a good job, even though we may have reached out to you and said, Hey, come out here. Like if we're not good, we wouldn't ask you to come out. Like that's my perspective. I wouldn't, if I didn't like, I didn't, when I was at that other place, I was like, yeah, you should come out. But I wasn't like, get out here. Cause like the crew I had wasn't the crew I have now. The service staff I had wasn't the service staff I have now. Um, like, and that's a big part of it too, is like, I want you guys both, uh, Jason and Yvonne, when you've eaten at the restaurant, I've never been there. So yeah, I know, which is crazy. That's like, <laughs> I which, mean, but is that's a not testament true. To We've your, been there. No. You, you have, yeah, you came, you, you came the day the two that I came during restaurant week, which yeah, is stupid. You came <laughs> to be fair. I didn't but know like, it was restaurant week, but that's fine. But that's I a mean, testament to your team. Like, and that's you don't kind have of, that was going to be my next point is that I think a big part of the whole thing is like, for me, when you guys put us in the top 10 of your list, thank you. And when Allie, you post pictures and say, you think it's awesome. One of the best steakhouses in town like that gives some shine to the people I work with every day. And like, I can come on here and like be the voice of the restaurant. I can go on the news and like do TV stuff, but I'm one person. Like there's so many people involved in, in the whole operation in a restaurant. So for me, it's like, if you want to say good things about us, great. And if you don't, that's great too. Don't like, there's enough people who think we do a good job that like, I appreciate what you guys do. Um, I, th I don't think we need more negative criticism because I don't think it's productive. If it's negative criticism from the standpoint of like, that I think you can do it, like you, you have a bad experience and you go into a restaurant and you tell them right then, like, hey, this isn't what I expected. That's going to make us a better restaurant rather than you go online and you write about it a week later when you had an opportunity that we could have fixed it like that's at the end of the day we want you to feel like you got your money's worth and if you let us know we'll fix it like so that's interesting so yeah. so yeah, how is. would you like so if someone has a bad experience at your restaurant what how would you suggest a patron handles that i mean hopefully that never happens but um, but it's impossible. I mean, but it's, how it's many people reality. are you serving a night? We like, like, for instance, last two nights we did over 600 covers. Oh yeah. my gosh. I mean, like, it's just, and we, and so that's another thing. So the group I work with rare roots, we do crazy volume and we try to do as good a food of any, as anybody in Charlotte. And I think we're pretty close in pretty much all of our restaurants. Um, we use the best ingredients. We don't, Cut okay, corners. Okay, 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 well, okay. But I'm saying, we like, get it. you're good. Well, no, we but like that's, it. Yeah, yeah. Jason. Yeah, it's, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> no, tell us but what happens when something so, sucks. So, but, but that, 
we we also do 300 people, so things yeah. slip through the cracks is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Um, when when that happens, like just you, if you let your server know, let management know, like we do table checks at every every single table gets a manager touches that table. That's just standard for what we do. Um, you don't have to like lie if you don't like something. Say something, and we can address it. And like, how often does that happen when someone tells the manager no? Like, I didn't have a good experience. I mean, it happens. I mean, it happens less. I mean, it it always happens more than you want it to. Like, once is too much. Right. But it happens. Sure, it feels like yeah. It's like it's the worst when it happens. Like it's it's like it's like damn. Like someone came, they want to spend their money with us, and we didn't give them what they wanted. Even if it's even at times where it's like they we don't necessarily agree with their perspective. That's at what I'm end, thinking. Cause the at first the time, end of the day, know, like yeah. you want people to be happy. It's like, I, like I told you guys last time you want to eat a well-done steak, then we need to make you the best well-done steak hmm. on earth. Like well, I, it's hard to do, but we can do it. That's like your first, like that's my first instinct. Whenever people criticize something that I do, which of course for me is like writing, but I'm always like, you don't get it. You're wrong. Like my just brain starts like lighting up with like, well, you obviously don't understand. And like, I, so I just can't imagine like where it's something like more, you know, it's like a tangible thing you're putting out and it takes like so much time and there's so many steps to it. And like kind of getting that someone doesn't feeling like someone doesn't get the concept, but then having to balance that with being like PC and appropriate and also like hearing the person. And like, that's just gotta be like, you know, just a really difficult moment. Yeah. It sucks. But like I said, like if you just, talk to the people who are there to take care of you. And then if, if you're in a well-run establishment, then we'll take care of you. I mean, and that's a good, that's almost, sometimes that's a great indication of what a great restaurant is, is when things aren't perfect. And then how, how they, how they recover, like recovery is a huge putting out fires. Like, uh, I've like John Dressler talks to me about like, managing and chef scott my my bosses they they talk to me all the time about like your your jobs to put out fires like valentine's day i didn't work a station i had i was just putting out fires all night like that was my job is just monitor like move around the whole kitchen and just help people when they need it get things for people like i'm everybody's basically as everybody's bitch on <laughs> on valentine's day in the kitchen which is fine Cause like that's you were a bitch in the kitchen, then you were a bitch when you came home. I that's Jason's life. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not a kitchen, yeah, but you know, yeah. So right. I want to go back to something else you said too. So it's like there's like a level of confidence when you ask people to come out to the restaurant. Like that's kind of interesting. So that makes mm-hmm. me feel like the restaurants that do ask influencers to come out, right? Like, I don't know. So like, let's talk about that more. Like, you feel like you kind of have everything like to a certain point when you're ready well, to have people come out. Well, it goes both ways. I mean, for me at this point in my career and where I'm working and like what I'm trying to accomplish for my personal, like my, you know, it, I mean, anybody who's a chef who says that they don't want to like have a, not, I, I don't know, people know who they are. You're just costing yourself opportunity and that's not smart. Like if you're not cooking for opportunities to do, do things however you want to do them, then why do it? It's not easy. Like for me, it's ultimately the goal is to feed people the way I want to feed people. 
Um, so, and kind of, I don't believe in the whole art thing. I'm not an artist. I just cook, <laughs> but like, yeah, it, anyways, off on a tangent. Um, there's, there's people like me who like, I'm going to only tell you to come out if I believe that you might think that the product we're putting out is as good as anybody else. There's other people who need it for business. Like I've worked in restaurants that no longer exist. And like, sometimes you reach out cause you just need some more people to get in the door. Like there's a different kind of restaurant. Now, if you're making those places sound like they're the same places as the Porter's house, like that's now that's the kind of stuff on like Instagram that sucks. And I think that's where some people are frustrated is the people who will promote something that's quite honestly not good in the same breath as something that's very good. And that that's unfortunate. And I think people get you confused with that, Allie, because you work for Bojangles and then you write about restaurants. I think that's confusing for some people because they're like, well, she works for Bojangles. How does she know anything about local food? And that's bullshit because you do, because I've talked to you. You've eaten the food I cook and you understand what we're trying to do. You also understand what Bojangles is doing and appreciate the nuance well, of that. You can appreciate Bojangles no, for absolutely. what it is. It, and, but some people just don't. I think some people don't get that there's two different types of food. There's chef-driven food, and then there's food that's just, it's just food. And then there's that middle ground, which is real, it's a new thing, and that's where there's this big gray area is, like, there's simple stuff that's chef-driven that's really fucking good. And, like, it doesn't have to be a fine dining, formal setting. It can be quick service, like the stuff we have in front of us. I was going to say, like, Mm -hmm. Little Market's a great example. like. If it's people like you guys aren't promoting what they do, who's going to? Because no food critics going to. We don't have Jonathan Gold living in Charlotte. Rest like, in peace. There's yeah. There's <laughs> nobody going out to like food trucks and being like, this shit's awesome. Like you should check it out. There's nobody's telling me to go get a breakfast burrito, other than you guys. Like, <laughs> I think you're right. That's interesting. That middle area though, because there is like you know a place like I think Flippolos comes to mind too, and mm-hmm. like Laurel Market, like places where like the food's from scratch. Um, it's not supposed to be fancy. It's not supposed to be chef driven, but it's all homemade and like, you know, delicious. But then there's, you know, and then there's the higher end places, but then there's all these places like kind of cropping up. It's almost like they're trying to be high end, but it's, it's almost more like a, like an Applebee's in disguise and it's not a chain. And <laughs> like, I think that's like kind yeah. of where like, well, I think that's and where we go to those places too. And so it's like, I don't know. It's, I'm, I struggle with it too. Like how all of that can coexist. And I kind of, I don't know. I was, well, that's how I kind of, I kind of struggle with ranking because how do you compare, like a Bardo with a Laurel Market, yeah, with a Porter's House, yeah, with a Bojangles, and they can all be good in their own way. And we're all eating I all mean, of those. Things. How do you, <laughs> yeah? Absolutely. How do you compare? Yeah. How do you compare Bardo with Porter's House? Yeah, exactly. They're completely different. Yeah, so both high end, like, fancy. We yeah, bo- yeah, you might totally spend different. about the same amount of money when you but come in, but like exactly. we're a steakhouse. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Mike's so, doing whatever. Like he can do plate, anything. Yeah. He could have whatever he wants on a plate. Like if you come to the Porter's house and there's no steak on the menu, you're going to be like, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> People like, start throwing things. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that's yeah. So, uh, so it, like ranking restaurants is so subjective and yes. like, and critiquing restaurants. So I went to school for journalism. Like I did what you guys do for a brief time when I was not cooking. And when I was cooking, like I was like blogging about 
food, rest in peace, foodsided.com. It still exists, but oh, check it out. See my stuff on there <laughs> from back awesome. in the day. Um, but yeah, I, I used to run that thing. It was part of, uh, it's actually owned by Ted Turner, I guess, in a way. But so I Jeez. get it. It's, it's not. Yeah, my stuff was on. Fancy. Yeah, anyways, well, oh my gosh. It's, just check it out. Yeah, I used we to do that. Wow. Yeah, He's just yeah. dropping bombs. So I, yeah. I went to school for journalism before I dropped out to just keep cooking. Like, and I was actively, like, considering food journalism as, like, a career path. So, like, part of the reason I didn't do it is because, honestly, like, the money sucked. And I saw the writing on the wall that, like, newspaper journalism was going out the window. It was a tough time because we graduated around the same time. I also dropped out of journalism. I was just like, man, this is going to be really hard. I love it. I love, I still love writing about food. Like I would love an opportunity to keep writing about food as part of what I do now. Cause like I have a super, you can just write a way different perspective. You can write up lazy bear for Italian pancake. Cool. I definitely would. But like, so don't say you wouldn't don't do it now. No, I will do it. That's fine. (laughs) We're still waiting on my coworkers. Viva chicken article. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Expose. I I like, I like Viva chicken. It's across the street from us. That's a hot take. I like it. So I like it more than Jason. I just, I I think it's, no, no, I, no, I don't get mad. <laughs> I think it's good. I just don't think it's a top restaurant. There's a difference. Yeah. So, I mean. Viva Chicken's a good example of that middle ground because it's definitely not like a Laurel Market where there's like that kind of care because I don't think they can because they've expanded so much. So, it's just like a, that's sort of an interesting It's also, example see, Instagram's that. tough because it's also easier to make beautiful food than it is to make tasty food. So, you can make really pretty, I mean, you can make really pretty food that just doesn't taste like anything. And that might get a ton of publicity in today's like media for food. Like it, like because it's beautiful, people might love it, but if it doesn't taste good, then nobody's going to care. Like at the heart of it, like what they do at the Stanley, like that food is gorgeous, So pretty, but it also tastes good. And if it didn't, no one would care. Like there wouldn't be James Beard nominations. Yeah, sometimes the like really delicious stuff is terribly ugly, and sometimes yeah, like at the Stanley you find that cross section. But that's kind of this is a sidebar, but this is something that kind of that fired me up when, and this might be kind of going off what we said we would talk about. But when all the discussion of anomaly was happening, yes, on Facebook mm-hmm. there was this person who, um, and I like I'm just I hate to even bring it up because I don't want to bring attention to it, but I'm gonna do it. So this person, <laughs> it was like complete <laughs> bullying, right? This person who didn't go to the dinner is like. This person who... Well, these are chefs. Well, the person who started the post was not, but a bunch of chefs did chime in and they said like, can you believe this? This looks like shit. Like people will fall for any scam. First of all, like, let's just talk about how like that's like in this day and age when everyone is so, so sensitive to the point where you can't say anything. I'm just shocked that a bunch of people who, if you ask them if they consider themselves like liberal and open-minded and all of that stuff, think that it's okay to like slam someone that on the internet where they've, when they've never even been right. Cause there's a difference between like constructive criticism, even if you are writing it right. Versus, you know, like, you know, like this wasn't, you know, this wasn't up to par and like, yeah, we do have a couple of reviews on our site that are, you know, like more aggressive than others. But you know, like what this person did was like literally saying like, this looks like shit. People are idiots for eating it. Like it was, it was insane. But the thing about it that rubbed me the wrong way was <laughs> this dinner 
the cafeteria dinner would not have translated in pictures, even though, and we've talked with Sam about this, it wasn't as good as the previous dinners that we had had, right? Like it needed some improvement and he's working on that, but say it had been amazing. It would not have translated to pictures and it would have looked silly. Like you would have had to be there to experience it because it was about this theme, right? Of like, you know, like a cafeteria style nostalgia. It was on a tray. Like, you know, I personally loved the, um, the concept behind the planetarium fruit dish, like wasn't, wasn't executed properly as we talked about with Sam. So not saying anything he doesn't know, but like the fact that people were slamming how that looked just got me because I'm like, well, you don't like, he's trying to make it look like a science project. Like, and if you're not there to like hear that whole conversation and like the fact that, I don't know, just, just seeing that picture and like the fact that the picture is out there and that's how people see it. Like it just got me, it just got me so fired up. That, <laughs> Rob, that was, so I, as I've talked about with you, I know Sam, um, we talk, Sam Stosh for me at one point was interested in being sous chef at Porter's. Um, he's obviously doing bigger things for him right now. Um, and my reaction at first when I saw that was like, what the fuck is that? Like that, but I didn't go on Facebook right. and say it. I just thought it to myself. I was like, what's it happening? It looks crazy but if you then, see it out of context. But yeah, then I heard does. he was like thinking of like his like sixth grade science project. And it looks like a sixth grader science project. So like, yeah, like you're saying context, like his food, whatever you want to say about it, however you feel about whatever he's doing he's got a story behind his food. Whether you give a shit about his story or not is irrelevant. At least he has a story behind what he's trying to do. Like food for him, food is a way of telling his story. Some of like there's empty food and you can go eat it and taste that. It's just got nothing behind it. It's just food for the sake of being food. Like we put some stuff together cause we saw it on Instagram and thought it was a good idea. Like there's much, it's way harder to do what he's trying to do than just make food and have, be able to do a, a coursed out dinner for anyone who's never done that. Like that's not easy to do. He, he knows cause he's talked to me, like there's things he needs to do to get better at doing it himself, but he's willing to put himself out there and do it. Like that's yeah, shows exactly. a lot of balls, like chutzpah for lack of a better ter term. Uh, he's, at least he's doing it. I mean, I would love to go do something like that. Like I, I get nervous every time I do a tasting menu. Like we did every dish we did on, on Valentine's day was new stuff that like no one in the kitchen had seen, including myself until we did it. Like that's terrifying. Like, so yeah, you can R and D a dish as much as you want, but then when it comes time for service, like being able it's, it's a terrifying feeling. And when someone's going to shit on it without even being there and hearing the story, that really sucks. Like, well, so, so many thoughts about what you're saying. Cause yeah, first of all, it's like, and this mm -hmm. is kind of interesting about how we use Instagram versus other things, but I have some things that like, you know, it's like, they didn't taste that great. Now I agree with Allie. We don't put things on our feed that we didn't like, but they weren't as good as some uglier things that I've had, but I knew they would be perfect for Instagram. Like, and I'm not promoting something that was like awful, but you know, it's a pretty picture versus it, you know, tasting good. Um, and also the idea of like putting yourself out there in that way, like the fact that it's, yeah, we need more chefs doing it, that. I, it, I kept coming back to the idea that it's, it's like art, right? It's like, it's like when someone goes to go see modern art and they say my four-year-old could do this. And it's like, well, you know, like, first of all, like you go do something and then we'll talk about it. Um, but when Jason and I went to this one modern art exhibit, oh God. Marina I was Abramovic, the 
so it's literally like, and it's the famous exhibit she's done like in a bunch of different places, but we, we saw that one of them and it's like two naked people, a man and a woman like facing each other in a doorway. And the whole exhibit is that you have to walk through them and it's not very wide. It's pretty narrow. You don't have to touch them, but that's the whole point is like seeing how people like interact with that, right? Like, who are you going to face? Like, is a guy going to face the guy or the woman? Fuck like, no. are you going to look at them? Are you going to look them in the eye? And we argued about <laughs> this. And I thought this was brilliant, like, and amazing. And we argued about this for like weeks. Right. And he was like, I don't think this is art. And I'm like, you know, and I, I thought it, I thought it was, and it's more about like the reaction and all of that. But, um, and that's not like a direct corollary to, to Sam, but like the idea that you're doing something that like, you know, isn't, isn't traditional in a sense is going to get people all, all riled up. Right. And it's not necessarily for the reaction, but things that are different and new and like out there, they're going to, it's going to cause that in people and it's going to, it's going to make people feel some kind of way. And I think that's just, yeah, we're it's going an interesting, to that. you know, idea, fa facet of something that happens when you put yourself, yourself out there that way. Well, and I think what's magical about it's good when you, if you think about something like, even though I didn't really like that art piece, with the fact that we thought about it for a while. And Even though I, you got I, to see tits. There's the internet for that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Normally he would have been so happy. He wasn't happy. Anyway, go on. <laughs> but just the fact that it, it made you think for so long about it and just the concept and like what you're saying, like that's cool. And food can do that too. It And it doesn't necessarily have to be a fine dining place. You could have that anywhere. And when you have one of those experiences, that's, what makes food magical. That's why I like it so much is because food is so, it, it, it's so passing. Like you could have two people come to the porterhouse 10 minutes apart, get the same things and they have a completely different experience Yeah, just because they're in different moods where their sitting's different. Their service could be slightly a different. A different chef plated it or like it yeah, sat for like a millisecond longer. Or yeah. Or just, you know, just there's so many, factors it's like um you listen to david chang podcast did right? you listen to the one this week with the critic yeah criticism i did it was it was kind of ironic yeah, yeah. It, was, it was really good <laughs> but there was one he did and i can't remember i'm terrible with memory <laughs> of these type of things there was one where the guy made like uh he was making stir fry or something as an art exhibit um, oh yeah i forget his name but like he did a podcast with that guy it was it was um it's crazy like you think about it and like like i said i don't think i'm an artist by any stroke of the imagination but um like it's performance art though working in a restaurant like i went and saw hamilton last week like what the, those people are trying to execute something that is supposed to be a specific way every single time no matter who's in the audience, if Barack Obama's in the audience, if Jay-Z and Beyonce are in the audience, if Rob's in the audience, if a uh, random lady saying, not her sister is behind me in the <laughs> audience. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, it, was, it was awesome. Uh, like, it doesn't matter who's there. You're supposed to execute it the same way every time, no matter what's going on. If you've, you're feeling under the weather, whatever. It doesn't matter if your ankle hurts. It's like sports, same thing. You got to execute the way you're supposed to do it every single time no matter what in a kitchen as a server as a bartender working in the hospitality industry is the same thing you have you have a set parameter of what you're supposed to do and you're supposed to execute it no matter what factors are going on and there's always factors going on there's a million people feeling a million different kind of ways including the guest and those things come into play and like 
to me, that's part of the thing that's gotten me to fall in love with the restaurant industry and restaurants in general. Like when I was out of town this week, like, yeah, I love going to restaurants to eat, but like, it's, I love restaurants. Like I love the art of running a restaurant. Like it's crazy. There's so many moving parts. Yeah. That's the, other, like, the theater of it. That's yeah, how yeah, we think exactly. of it too. Yeah. And like that happens in anything that happened. Like when I was at Lincoln's this morning, you could like me watching like all the things happening just so I could get a coffee and a cookie and like so many things going on around me. Like I notice that stuff. Cause like I live in that, like my wife, Frankie, she notices it now because she's been around me for so long. Like you eat with someone who appreciates a restaurant. It changes your perspective on restaurants. And I think that's where criticism sometimes falls short for me is like, people don't understand that you kind of have to explain what you're noticing. That's your job is to explain what there is to notice good or bad. And sometimes it's just like, this is my opinion on the food. It sucks. It's great. Like that's not criticism. That's just giving your opinion. That's like getting on a soapbox for no reason. Like the job, like criticism when it was truly good food criticism, criticism, productive criticism was pointing out the things to people who don't notice them already. That's your job. Like that's, that's the job of a critic of, of, of anything, in my opinion. Like your job is to teach, teach your readers what they should be noticing that you are trained to notice in that field. Well, and that's like with Sam's dish, like licking off the plate. Like if you don't have knowledge of the fact that people are, are doing that, right? Like that's not like a, you know, like that's like a, a he trend. He didn't make that, that up. Right. It's like a trend <laughs> that he's like, and people like think like, I don't know, it's, you know, he's, he's kind of studying what's going on in the world of food and trying to put his own spin on it. And some of the stuff he does is totally like original, but like something like that, where you're just like kind of mocking it out of hand. Like, yeah, if you're not like t telling someone about like the broader context that this is all happening in, like, yeah, I mean, that's why someone can look at it and be like, that's so stupid. Right. But if someone who has like, you know, a sold out restaurant where they're doing 500 dinners every night is doing it. And then you showed them that they'd be like, Oh, well that's creative. <laughs> right? Also not to, I'll say one more thing since we brought up Sam, I'm going to defend him one more time and Good. then I'm done. <laughs> so there was an, he texted me the other day about some review about him that he wasn't happy about. I read it. I will say this. Anyone who writes something for the public about an experience someone else at a dinner had that had nothing to do with your experience and didn't affect your experience just to push your narrative more is bullshit. Yeah. That like, article had journalistic that, There flaws. was some stuff in there <laughs> that's just like, that's just dirty pool trying to get clicks. It's clickbait. It's garbage. Like you can write a review, but like, don't try and just bash somebody so people read your stuff. Well, and you have to be honest. Like you said, there yeah. were things in that review that didn't happen at that person's dinner. There were things that, like, she said that she was expecting that she didn't get that nobody got. Like, there wasn't, like, you know, like, saying she, she, this is, like, well, the I article. Think the, in, well, not well I think <laughs> the problem that we have with a lot of the writing going on is, like, people don't understand the food. So they're trying to be food writers, but they don't, they don't, they've never been to a tasting menu before and they're trying to write up a tasting menu for the first time. And like, they don't have any context and it's like, we got scammed because the food's small quantities and they don't, I mean, people it's say not that about Bardo. They're like, yeah. Oh, this is terrible. Yes. People say that about us. Like yeah. they're like, Oh, it's expensive. It should be the best. It's a steak. Like 
it's expensive because we pay a lot of money for a really yeah. good steak. Like, yeah. Well, and also if you don't like it, or even if the restaurant has a bad night, say say it is bad, like you know, it's not good. It doesn't mean it was a scam, right? It means yeah. that like it probably means that somebody fucked up and they probably feel bad, right? Or like maybe something else on your end, but it's like that doesn't make it a lie, right? Or like a yeah. doesn't make it a multi-level marketing scheme. <laughs> like it's like you know the idea of it that it's a scam if you don't like it is crazy. Agreed. Okay, next question. So, do we? Th- do you think this is for Allie? Hasn't spoken in a while. Yeah, get Allie in. Well, she's eating care. her Laurel Market. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. Okay. What's in a uh, Laurel Market, by the way? Because that's just, the OG It's just bacon, sandwich. egg, and cheese. Okay. It's really good though. I just Shout got out. the plain because they've never been there. Yeah. She got to start at the big, at the bottom. Personally, I get the number twelve, which is an egg salad with bacon. See, maybe I should have gotten you that. It was with bacon and horseradish, and they have like this fluffy horseradish spread. Next time. Next time. Okay, so we're talking Sidebar. about criticism and like how it used to be. And then now we have criticism today. Do we think that criticism is, was it better back then when we had basically newspaper people? We didn't have the internet. And the only place you could kind of find out about restaurants was via newspaper. Is it better now, even though we have a million ways to find out about everything? Democratization of food reviews. Go ahead. I don't know. I mean, do you guys consider yourself food critics? I, I do not consider myself one, and I never will. That's okay. the thing. Yeah. I mean, so, and that's what, when that whole thing that we're not going to talk about happened, <laughs> um, the Voldemort uh, <laughs> of the food scene happened. Um, so, well, my, maybe so, I shouldn't say criticism then, but maybe well, I should so say. So, what I was going to say, uh, um, I get what you're trying to say. Yeah. So, Frankie and I talked about it that night, and I was like, what well, Allie does is not criticism. Like, I don't think she would call it criticism no, for oh, no, sure. And so that's why I went on on Instagram. I was like, what are you talking? Like, what's happening right now? Never like, seen a rating. Never like, seen a hot take. Allie's, <laughs> Allie has a specific demographic she appeals to also. She's not going to tell people about stuff that those people aren't going to be interested in. Exactly. Like, like, my wife follows you on Instagram, has for years. Oh, like, And I didn't because, like, at the time, I didn't care. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was a line cook. Like, I didn't give a shit. Like, I don't... Like, no offense, yeah, like, none, it's it. just a different, it's not my demographic. I was following uh, David Chang and Sean Brock on Instagram. That's what I was following. Like, that's who I wanted to see. I wanted to see what people were doing in my industry. That's what I used Instagram for until I needed to do self-promotion and started to realize that as my career. Now I appreciate what you do. Like, I just, at the time, it didn't appeal to me. Like, so anyone who doesn't understand what, like, what you guys do, what you guys do is the perspective you gave. I don't consider you food critics. No offense. No, we but don't like, consider ourselves. That. I enjoy your perspective. <laughs> Speak for because, yourself. Well, you, you critique restaurants the same way I do. You just, you have a deep appreciation for restaurants. So you want to tell people how you feel about it. When ours yeah. is mostly and you do it from a, a scrap humorous angle. So right. It's, like it's, it's like good. a diary. Yeah, yeah. We're trying to, and it's like trying to be funny, but like mainly the main reason we do it is just so we can look back and know. So then when it is bad though, we want to I put agree. it in there. So then it's like, you know what I mean? But people use it in the same way, like as a guide. I use mine is, it's like a, almost like a highlight reel, which is yeah. as most Instagrams are. I mean, honestly, that's what it is. It's How could that, it be more than that? Right. It, exactly. And, and I actually do. I sometimes I go, I go back and look at my photos all the time and like, remember who I was with when I ate that, what it was like, how much I want to go back there. Like I, every single thing I could tell you who I was with on thousands of photos. And it's just like, that to me is so important 
to, for me, like the page is essentially for me. I'm so glad that people follow me and that I've built like an audience or whatever you want to call it, but I've never claimed to be an expert in food. I didn't study food. I didn't go to school for it. I went, to, I was a journalism major too, um, majored in PR and, but I just love it. And I love the experience and I love the whole action. I wouldn't go spend all my free time in restaurants if I didn't. And I also, I don't know. It's just, it's just for me and for the people that want to see that kind of stuff, please follow me. If you want like a critic and you want to see here, the things that weren't great or whatever, then just find that somewhere else. That's not for, in- well, it's not like for Instagram not in general. A- but when it comes to being a critic, I, w- I don't know what the qualifications would be for that. You know care. what I mean? I, that's what's something I spent like, a lot can, of time thinking about. Is it a journalism degree? Is it eating at a lot of good restaurants? Is it like, what is, I consider what we do criticism because I, I think know. we're trying to, when we write, not on Instagram. No, you I think on, blog. I think when we write the blog. I mean, we do ratings. I mean, we're we're reviews, trying to reviews. we're trying to yeah. give an honest opinion of where we went and whether we think the I mean, people who follow Helen us Schwab's should go. Reviews so to guys, build the blog. You guys did a review <laughs> That's on how I did us. the format. Guys, yeah. Thank yep. you, by the way. It's very, very nice. Don't look at him. He didn't <laughs> read it until it came out. It was very, it was very nice. <laughs> Eyes over and here. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome. I only have eyes for you. <laughs> That's um, as it should be. Um, but I want to get to something else. We'll see so, what you finish. But what I was going to say is, like, I, you guys gave me feedback after you've eaten multiple times. Yep. You didn't, while you may not have mentioned things that you were like, this could have been better. Like, you told me so I could fix it, which, like, was great. And, like, I think that's why people might, yeah. like, I, yeah, you do give criticism, but you also understand like our mashed potatoes weren't as good as they could have been so you told me that and we made them better and i think people love them and you came back the next time well and i struggle with that too you know when we talked about anomaly it's like we didn't have a good experience this last time but i didn't want to go bash it because i just don't think people would understand like if we lived in a city like new york where people understood a tasting menu concept and they like were familiar with it then I might be a little harsher. But for him, like if, if we said like this sucks, people would think that the concept was bad and the concept is good. He just didn't execute that night. And I think it's hard to, to say that. I mean, I mean what I think you're both in the camp of, I think all four of us are in the camp of, we want Charlotte to be yes, more progressive exactly. as a food. City. We want it to be better. Yeah. And so, and when people Sam, say on Twitter, Sam and not Anomaly, ready for this. <laughs> Sam and Anomaly no. doing doing a good job helps that happen. Yes, whether exactly. you like him or not, whether you like how he's just kind of doing this grassroots thing, doesn't have a place to do it. Like whether you, he doesn't even live here right now. Like no matter how you feel about it, him doing well makes it better for all of us. Yes. Whether we think we're like, and that's when chefs start getting mad at at other chefs, like. There's enough for everybody to go around. And, like, there's a lot of people in this town that are very negative about everybody else. I mean, I'm I'm victim of it, too. I'll go somewhere, and then we'll talk in the kitchen. And I'll be like, eh, that place sucks. Like, but, and on most of the times it's because... I think it's different from when you're doing that hype. with one person Char- yeah, well, and then, like, I'm, going online yeah, and doing it. me with the guys I work with every day, us just talking shop. I'm not going online. Like what I say and to Yvonne at night, like I'm not posting that on Twitter. Yeah, and 
And I mean, I'm sure there's people who come to Please. Porter. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, I, that totally went way over my head. And now it wasn't I'm, sexual. It was. If, if but it maybe Yvonne thought it was. It's like, oh, you just threw your mouth guard on my face. I would hate to see what sexual was if that wasn't sexual. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's people who've said negative things about us and, and the food that me and my guys and and our team puts out, but like, you know, nobody, thankfully nobody's gone online and just been like, this place is the worst. In fact, even like reviews, like there's a way to give private reviews and we have a lot of guests who will do that so that their comments. Like on open table. Yeah, which is what I do. Comments are negative and they've (laughs) had like serious concerns, but they don't want to like hurt our business because they appreciate that there's people putting a lot of work into it because you're trying you're trying to do your best yeah yeah so some people get that at the end of the day like and that's why i hate even saying anything and i get i love that you guys said don't bash anybody because at the end of the day people writing things are trying to do their best say don't bash anybody well yeah you did you told (laughs) as we shouldn't we don't no 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 no. you i I think don't just there's difference between bashing and like giving that's the proper feedback in the proper channels what like, I mean is like even the people writing, they're trying to do their best job. I'm not saying take food out of their mouth and like take money off their table and say they shouldn't bash be doing their keyboard their against the wall. Like <laughs> you should never have, you should never be allowed to write again. And that's like. But I think there's a lot of people who write and they don't think about anything. Well, and here's, and here's what I and here's what I think it comes back to, and why I don't think we're food critics in a way. But this is something that I'm kind of confused about. Is there's a real, and this is something that's been brought up too. The fact that there's a relationship, right? Like. We like your food. We want to see you do well. And we've become like friends with you. The same thing with Sam, you know, like I consider him a friend now. Um, but, but it's not really like the fact that we're friends is coloring the review. Even if I didn't know someone, I've come to this idea of what you said, which is like, I don't want to ruin your business because I have a bad experience, whether we're friends or not. And I think the friendship has kind of come about organically, but I think that the two can be separate. And when we first started, like our Woo's Cajun Seafood Review, which is I actually had the most fun writing that one and I totally ripped it apart. But honestly, I knew at that point that it was like, it was it was the Bottle Cap Restaurant Group. I knew it had about a month more to live. I didn't think it was chef driven. I didn't think it would, I didn't think anyone there had a heart behind it. So it didn't really hurt to do it. But when you can tell that someone does and like maybe things aren't up to par, like it's, you know what I mean? So it's, well, I, thought, I don't know, this is a tricky thing. I thought that, that Dave Chain, if you listen he, w- he interviewed the guy from the New York magazine and the New York magazine, he said he doesn't write bad reviews unless it's for a restaurant that can take it. Yes. And I thought oh, that's that such was a good really way to put it. Yeah, 100%. interesting. And that's so, so he doesn't do the mom and pops. He did like the Guy Fieri flavor town. Yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> totally. You want to open this big gaudy thing in Times yeah. Square. Like woos like, can take it. It wasn't that, w- that was Pete Wells, but it was, uh, yeah. But so, like, yeah, but like, a, yeah, like a, a chef, like a Sam Hart who's trying to get off the ground, like one negative review could like, or like we also, or, it's one person. So think about how you're fucking with someone's head when you post that. Like, I mean, it's two people, it's Aaron and Sam, but it's like, you know, again, tell them privately, like throwing someone under the bus doesn't make you look like, you know or, what the fuck you're talking about. It makes you look mean or tell them when you're there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, look was, them in the people, eyes. How many people yeah. were at that dinner? Like 25. So why, like you, you want to have a voice you're gonna smile like, at him shake his hand oh, and then go so get much. on instagram and say that yeah, sucked. No, i mean but you know? yeah i mean it's but. crazy you do it <laughs> people suck sometimes yeah <laughs> i mean i've given feedback privately i'm not saying that sitting over here saying i've never given feedback to a restaurant i've given feedback to um pr companies like say they maybe they set up the visit or something and i went i'm distinctly remember recently i went somewhere and the girl was extremely rude and it wasn't even about the food it was just about the service and i told the dude later i was like 
food was pretty good, but the girl was really rude and he was so apologetic and whatever, but it was feedback that he asked for. So I gave it to him. And that doesn't mean but that just when people don't see it, they I think it's not happening. I don't need to go happening. put that on, on my Instagram. If my Instagram was for that, 100%, I guess that's what I would be doing. But there's no reason for whoever decides to follow me, if if I am influencing them in any way, why would I, one small experience, why would I influence them, I hate that word, um, to not go somewhere just because I had this girl's rude to me. That makes no sense well, to plus me. Plus, like, if you didn't, po- if you posted stuff that people didn't, like if you posted crappy things, people would stop following you. It would be a negative space. And also right. every time you came to it, you would feel negative. Like if you, kind po- of going if back you to posted you some restaurant, yeah. you're like, this is awesome. And then people went there and it sucked. Then you'd be like, people would stop following you because they wouldn't trust you. Yeah. And but honestly, also the, yeah. it has happened. I've had people message me and like went to this place you recommended. It doesn't, this has not happened much, but it has happened. And we didn't like it. And I'm like, I'm really sorry. Like that. Yeah, I well, not that, everyone's but like, gonna. Like I had it. a good experience there. I don't know what to tell you. I don't run that restaurant. It doesn't mean it was yeah. a lie. Yeah, right? it was not yeah. mean it was a lie or that didn't stand behind it or whatever. So we had this uh, with a local restaurant recently. We went and loved it. And Rob, you went and didn't love it within like a, yep. a week. And yep. yeah, and it's just one of those things where it's not like my, my reaction was not like, oh, Rob's wrong. Exactly. Right. It's like, man, like, you know, a like things are so variable. That happened twice. <laughs> there was another instance recently but, but i saw I the pictures of your food it it didn't look right i have different <laughs> i have a different perspective also and i get that like well yeah and like palettes are different like yeah. people can have exactly. like people think that like made from concentrate orange juice is better than fresh orange juice <laughs> yeah it's like people think it is people think i mean no pulp is better than people think yeah. that chick-fil-a is better than bojang yeah and they're wrong <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um <laughs> yeah i mean there's so, so how do you think we made the Charlotte food scene better? Just, I think, so that's a lot of that is up to the people in the kitchens. I mean, you guys have an effect over it and you've been helping a lot of people, but that's the pe- not, not just in the kitchens, people in the kitchens, people behind the bars, people, service staff, like it has to do with us. I mean, we have to do a better job in house. We have to, do a better job of retaining talent. We have to be do a better job of cultivating talent and getting people better. There's a culinary school here, yet so many of those people just leave town. Or I've heard chefs say, man, I hire these culinary students and they suck. They've never worked in a restaurant. It's your job to make them better. Like, that's the only reason I have my position I have now is because of the people I've worked under and mentors I've had. Like, that's a big part of it and like people mentorship and making more restaurants and more people like people say there's too many restaurants there's too many restaurants doing the same thing there needs to be more restaurants being innovative and that doesn't mean it has to be crazy molecular gastronomy it's just doing having their own voice and having their own story and having something that that matters to people and resonates with people that's what makes the scene better and i think that's coming, and if you don't see that, you don't understand restaurants. I mean, I heard when I was in San Francisco, sat next to a chef from Sonoma, and he said, Charlotte's got a really up-and-coming food scene, huh? Wow. Like, yeah, I was like, like, I read what? Scallion Pancake like, I'm at a two-Michelin <laughs> two star restaurant, and this guy is, like, talking about the f- Charlotte wow. food scene, and he's a chef from Sonoma. Like, people know. He, like, I told you, it's the weirdest thing ever, but, like, like they knew I was a chef. Like it's because people wow. like you can put my name out there. A g- restaurant can Google me or can ask like, where, what do you do for a living? And I just say, 
I'm a chef and then they can Google it and understand that I would actually appreciate like the nuance of what they're doing because of the kind of chef I am. Um, just still weird to even hear myself refer to myself as a chef, but like I'm a cook, but that's the thing. Like it's, um, there just needs to be more people who care about the craft and like cooking and restaurants and there be needs and on both sides, like you guys too. So how like Kristen keep doing what she's doing at Unpredentious Palette. She's never written about me because she's, to the best of my knowledge, she's never eaten anywhere. Well, she I've loves cooked. dogwood. She loves dogwood. Mm-hmm. We're owned by the same person, people, like same people behind the, the whole operation. She will not write about the Porter's house. She's friends with our general manager, Ellis. Like, and she will, so people who say she's biased, like she could easily just write a story about us and say we're great without ever coming in. And just blow us up because she likes the people involved, but she doesn't. Be, and she's told like I've like on that concierge Thursday thing. I've like written like when are you coming to yeah, Porter's house or when are you writing about Porter's house? And she said on her thing like when I come and eat. Like <laughs> that's and and that but that's the she way has it should integrity be because she's yeah. trying to do honest criticism. So I mean, people have given me shit about you guys. Oh, you're only in the top ten because they like you. Who said that? No, it doesn't matter. I'll fuck them up. Multiple people. Multiple people. <laughs> multiple people. And that's okay. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. not true because but, well, we have lots of chefs on here and they're not on our top 25 list. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's, it, it's just, uh, haters going to hate. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just good old fashioned anti-Semitism. Always comes back to that. Well, <laughs> that's the hottest take. <laughs> well, what would you ask? Like, what would you tell people? Like us, how can we make it better from your perspective? Whether you have just an Instagram page or a blog or whatever. I mean, the best thing you can do, like I said before, is like help the people. Like if you you help the people help you have a great experience, you're going to get a great experience if you're in the right kind of place. Support the right kind of places. Um, don't, I mean... If I want to send you out an appetizer because I think it's good, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't write about it because if it's good, it's good. Maybe I just realized you probably aren't going to order it. Like that's why I sent you that pasta is because that you talk about all the time is because I thought I I was proud of it and I wanted you to taste it. I had no idea. And I totally disagree with you about it being the best in Charlotte. I don't think it's anywhere close and I'm taking off the menu, but Damn. So I went, I went there during (laughs) restaurant week just to get it. I know, but I'm saying like, that makes me like, I appreciate it, but that's like a, like I, you only knew that because I sent it to you, but then you can't, like you said, you came back and got it again. That's an interesting thing. Like when people send stuff out for people who are coming in. Like I said about me saying to you guys, come eat. I think we do a good job. It was the same thing. Well, that's kind of the thing about, because I think it's good. Like, and why tasting menus are cool. It's like stuff you would never order. Yeah. So like, yeah. you go to the Porter's house, you order the steak, but like you have all this other cool stuff on the menu. Like we were talking about, you put a chicken scallion pancake yeah. thing on, no one ordered it. Yeah. But it could be the best thing. Yeah. So I mean, we, we did a carrot bolognese for Valentine's day. That's we sold awesome. four of them, but I know those four people enjoyed their vegetarian dinner. Yeah. That's fine. That's, you know, it is what it is. I think you just guys just keep doing what you're doing. You're doing fine. You're helping no. everybody out. We appreciate it. No, I know I'm, chefs. I know from talking to chefs that a lot of us really appreciate all three of you guys, Kristen, like the people, like everybody in this town who, and I'm not trying to speak for everybody, but like, I think everybody who 
wants the same thing appreciates the people who are trying to push that forward. Yeah. So that's our, I mean, we're just trying to make sure out better. Okay. Allie question for you. What would you ask of the restaurants from an Instagram perspective? What would I ask of the restaurants? Like to do better. Oh, man. Um, or PR companies, maybe. I think PR companies is a good good place to start. I think it's tricky when um, PR companies message us and say, um, hey, we want to invite you in. Please come in. We also want you to post on your feed, and we also want you to post six Instagram stories. And like, I get that's why they're inviting me in, but like, it's kind of understood that that's why you're inviting me in because you want me to post about my experience. And I think it's, um, tough when it's stated like that. Cause you, then it feels like more of an obligation. And then the pressure of, Oh God, even if I don't like this, what if I have to post six stories? Cause I told them I would, and I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings or get anyone in trouble. So I think it's interesting from that standpoint. Um, it could be, better if maybe they're just like hey we'd love to treat you to dinner come in or hey we'd love for you to check out what we're doing what are what our clients doing um so that's something that maybe could be a little bit different obviously don't want to tell anyone how to do their jobs or what their higher levels are asking them to do but that's kind of interesting but there's trust Um, there right like they're you know first of all they're going to trust you that you're not just coming out there to like not feel like you're working in some respect because you are right and then also like do you want something like what if you go out and they're all having an off night like do they really want all of that on your Instagram page, like you know, like there needs <laughs> to be not. like an understanding that, like, yeah. hey, like I'm gonna post like if it's great, and I'm sure that you know that it is great if you're inviting me out, but like you can't make it, so you're putting me in a position where I have to for sure promise you something before I've tasted it. And on the flip side, if I'm working with a restaurant who's paying me to post something, which I don't consider uh, a bad thing because I'm only accepting payment from restaurants that I already like or know I like, or however I determine that I know I'm, it's gonna be okay for me to post. And you also um, disclose that when you... I do. I do. Absolutely. So, um, and anyone could message me anytime and ask me, did you eat that for free? I'd be like, yeah. Like, I'm not afraid to tell you that. Or did you get paid for this? Yes. It actually says it in the post. It says sponsored. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> oh, so I don't... There's no... There's an expectation there, of course, where I am going to go in and get a good photo and post... And honestly, sometimes it's what they want me to feature because Mm -hmm. if they're paying me to post about something I'm gonna if that's if they want to feature the steak of their their new steak or whatever like I'll I'll post about that steak but I also am only doing it because I know I'm gonna like that steak I know it's hard to like know but I've been kind of doing this for five years now and I just have my method where I'm not gonna go work with a business that is gonna I know it's gonna disappoint me or that people aren't going to want to see or whatever it is. And it's the way you phrase it too. I think people can read between the lines and you trust your audience to do that. Right. Like when you, like you can kind of tell when you're like, this is the steak and like, you know, you should go try it. Hashtag sponsored versus like this blew my mind. It's amazing. You you still have your honesty and your voice coming through on those posts. And, and like, as a follower of yours, like I can, you know, I can tell the difference. Right. Like, you know what I mean? And I think that like, we don't really give people enough credit Um, as far as like, people don't understand, it's so murky, it's so confusing. And it's like, it's really not, right? And I'm I'm perfectly happy to be transparent with anyone that wants to talk to me about it. And it's, it's not, it does just because I'm, it says sponsored doesn't mean I don't like it or because I'm only doing it because I got paid to do it. Like I've said no to plenty of businesses, like, um, like Hooters, sorry, that's just a random example. They reached out last year and I was like, (laughs) I, I can't. 
I can't come in. Sorry. It's the only place um, I got fired from. <laughs> no way. Yeah. <laughs> was it your tits? What was the deal? Um, I get good tits. Uh, um, no, I no call no shit. <laughs> oh my god. Shitty. I got fired. Yeah, well, that is shitty. Well, I didn't Fuck work with hooters. them, so I told them no thanks. <laughs> but there's businesses like that that reach out, and I'm like, yeah. all right, I'm all good. the things you say no to is a thing again. Like that's like a narrative people don't know, right? Like, yeah, people oh, don't you're know. only saying there's yes to people you believe in. A hundred percent. And we don't believe in Hooters. Sorry, <laughs> no one at this table. I'm does. just not interested in doing that. But you know. all right, I don't think we have time for our. our yeah, we do. No, oh, no. no. What's we, the best thing we okay. ate this week? Let's we have time. Rapid fire. Who's rapid first? fire. Shit, Rob, you went to. Yeah, Rob's been in San Francisco, so many places. That's going to be a hard one. Um, Wait, I have one more question. I know we we have the Nets pod, so we're fine. No, would it hurry up? Okay, (laughs) so when you when you went to San Francisco, how did you figure out where you wanted to go? Um, a lot of Instagram, you guys, like you gave me recommendations, and I had already had like reservations. I talked to people who've been there who I trust their opinions and you went to yank sing which we did not yeah. recommend but it's so that was also yeah, would have been one of my recommendations had i, I thought of it sum. so good so into dim sum right now yeah, yeah every day the i could eat dim sum oh, so yeah. fun you're like so i'll have cool. that and that and that it's like the amusement park of food hashtag teaser <laughs> <What>? um <laughs> you'll find out one day um well, i'll tell you off. oh, oh my god um, anyways okay. uh yeah Hot best thing news. i ate there was <laughs> yeah. uh there were two sun choke dishes at two different restaurants. I love the sun choke. So there's <laughs> Renaissance. Sun, a Everywhere sun you choke. go, it's I'm always ta- good. I, I'm gonna take that. That's gonna be That's on a our, drop. Yeah. <laughs> I love the sun choke. <laughs> it's a very underutilized. Jerusalem artichoke. No anti Semitism here. No, love it. Um so a sun choke dish at State Bird Provisions. Um it was like a smoked sun choke with uh, there was some kind of honey glaze. I've been drinking all about I don't remember the exact description. <laughs> Um, I think when I posted on Instagram, I just like captioned it. Fuck off. I don't even know. What <laughs> I, saw that. Like, I, did, I, I had no it. idea what it I was. I didn't know that. I was like, referring yeah. to, but it was <laughs> so fucking good. Um, I got it. <laughs> and, and Frankie didn't want it. So I crushed it. It was great. Mm. Um, and then at lazy bear, they also did a sun choke fondue oh. with this like, um, bone marrow jus mm-hmm. and like, man, it was so good. The guy next to me the chef next to me was like he looked at me like midway through eating of course like this is fucking good i was like i know it's stupid and like again frankie she was kind of tapping out throughout the the, uh, the whole thing you gotta train like, for that kind yeah, of yeah you said you told she he told us and when the, we were walking and he's like frankie wasn't trained it's hard so that I'm, happened with Yvonne my the first, first time visit with him i have major I still feel like fallout crap from our trip it's, it's terrible <laughs> we were on a plane the way back from like 24 hours of eating in new york and i was yeah. like <laughs> Like it's I need to be much. off this plane. I'm <laughs> ill. But those two dishes. Those right. are those are the two best. Now it's we'll right. say, Oh, you go. I'll go ahead. I was gonna say we are gonna roll out a new menu as well as Marty and Jacob behind the bar. Oh yeah, we're we're gonna oh, get, we're gonna okay. let you okay. plug stuff in a second. Don't worry. I, you're <laughs> I know. I feel pressure. I know. Best you thing I yeah, best thing you ate. <laughs> Everything I ordered from the uh, batch maker yesterday. <sighs> oh, I was so jealous that you got a God, that muffin. So I took her bowberries. Full I disclosure. Know, I saw that. Yeah. I took her bowberry biscuits and um it's and murky. but I I she did not give me I bought my the things I bought from there. Um I got three s'mores brownies, the cereal killer muffin and the God, homemade I want that pop tart. Was the pop tart strawberry or it was blueberry and it oh, literally shit. tasted like a real pop tart, which is a good thing. Yes. But obviously elevated. 
I haven't had her. Well, no, I've had one pop. Her stuff is like it's just beyond. Yeah, she's amazing. What about you? And such a good person. Um, I went to Bardo this week and I had uh, surprise. (laughs) Every Tuesday, twenty percent off at the bar. Monday and Tuesday. Monday and Um, Tuesday. They had this new shrimp dish, which she's eating a lot of flat for because it doesn't actually have like pieces of shrimp. It's like a shrimp. It's uh, salsify. So chunks of salsify, a shrimp like dumpling. And then shrimp broth, and it's so good. Sounds amazing. Recommend. Um, How about you, Bay? I liked Indaco. That's probably, I didn't eat out a lot this week, um, but I was like pleasantly surprised with it. First of all, it's not called Indaco, which I learned. It's Indaco. That was, I've been saying it wrong. The more you know. Um, yeah, the more you know. And it was fine. It was, it's good there. It's like a nice, solid place. You know, we were there for free. So, you know, I'm going to go, I'm not going to review it just yet, but I really like their fried artichokes. They were yeah, really cheesy true. and like really heavy on the olive oil, which was like almost too much, their but pasta like in was the good way too. that I couldn't stop eating it. Um, yeah. So they had like a shrimp pasta. So all really good. All right. Where can we find you guys? Yeah. Get plug time. Plugs. Rob. Plug time. Um, <laughs> what's my, my Instagram at Rob Clement. at Rob underscore. Are you Clement. named for Roberto Clemente? So it was my dad's favorite player growing up. I oh fucking knew it. <laughs> I fucking knew he it. He was calling you Pittsburgh. that all morning. He's not from Pittsburgh, but like I, he likes to, I don't know. My parents they have differing opinions. Shout out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, uh, at Rob underscore Clement. Tell us what's going house. on at the Porter's house. So we are going to roll out a new menu very soon. Um, it'll be a slow burn on the food side. They're doing a full bar menu, uh, Jacob and Marty. Um, we're going to Shout out to your boy, Zach. Zach. Zach Zilla. Snackzilla. One of the best. The most names. Jewish looking actually, man is not a Jew. It's actually how <laughs> his name is in my phone. It just says Snackzilla. Um, yeah. But. Uh, the fact that he's Jewish looking and not Jewish, anti-Semitic. <laughs> 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 but yeah, we're going to roll out uh, new menus very soon, getting ready for spring. We're also going to start, um, we're figuring out the details. We're going to start uh, booking out the whiskey room for like tasting menus. Ooh. Um, so again, like Anomaly has shown that people will go and try tasting menus. So more people are trying to do tasting menus now. Yeah, that's um, awesome. We'll be there. So we're yeah, going to be doing sure. that. Speak we're going to figure yourself. out how to book it through open table. So you can just go on, book the room I love that. and set it up. And we'll just do a blind tasting kind of thing. Just tell us what you don't, can't eat. And we'll make it work around that. Um, pig hearts. Yeah. Okay. Allie. Oh, me. I eat pig hearts. Yes, Allie. Um, I Not am eating CLT on Instagram and Twitter. And Facebook, all the things. But we're gonna but, stay but off Twitter. But t- tell us where else but we Twitter's can. Twitter's trash. <laughs> tell <laughs> yeah. us where we can read you for Springer Mountain Farms and all yeah. these places. Oh, so this, <laughs> the Springer Mountain Farms website. It doesn't. I, my name is not even on the articles, but anything Charlotte I wrote. They're very. They're pretty brief. They're not super in-depth articles, but it's just the Springer Mountain Farms chicken website, and it's under news and events. Um, Scoop Charlotte. Scoop Charlotte is. I've have haven't done anything in a couple weeks, but um, scoopcharlotte.com. I write some food stuff for them. Agenda has been a while, so it's been a hot minute since that. But you know, and your blog. And I have a um, Piedmont Culinary Guild. Oh yeah. Uh, profile on Lewis Donald coming out Ooh. at the end of this month. Oh sweet so Lou. I'm excited for that to be published. Sweet, sweet Lou. And then later this year, I believe I'm talking to Bob Peters and Chris Coleman. So I'm really excited. All the greats. No yeah. big deal. Um, <laughs> if you haven't rated us yet, oh my god, give us a five star rating. Hey. I already did that. <laughs> Thank you. Because I, I have a feeling people are going to listen to this episode. This so. is a really good one, you guys. The, thank you. By the no, way, thank you. can I just say thank you to 
my my crew at the restaurant. Yeah, we love them. My two sous chefs, Tracy and Jimmy. Uh, we gotta go. I'm just saying, Shout thank out. you, thank you, <laughs> no. uh, for letting me get uh, some time away with my wife. It was much. No, needed. and like you said, That's like awesome. a restaurant, it, it's a testament to you that you can leave the restaurant and it can run very smoothly. Like you're only as good as your team. Like your servants at some yeah. people, you can't possibly do that yourself. So uh, you have a great team there that everybody we've ever talked to has been amazing all right and we're about to be on a podcast called drew versus the world so be on the lookout Whoa. for that we'll post about it on instagram Yay. but we're gonna get interviewed we're gonna be on the other side of that mic i don't know what that God, means I'm, gonna drop I'm on the other side bumps. of the mic you can't hear me but <laughs> you have to anyway, switch chairs have to switch yeah. yeah all right have a great week everyone lazy bear <laughs> <laughs>